Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, and welcome to our multidisciplinary expert panel on chronic cough. My name is Peter Dispingaitis. I'm a professor of medicine at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York and director of the Montefiore Cough Center. I'm joined by two of my colleagues, uh, Dr. Michael Blaze. Michael, can you introduce yourself? Sure, Peter. And I am Dr. Michael Blaze, as mentioned. I'm a clinical professor at the Medical College of Georgia at Augusta University in Augusta, Georgia. I'm also the executive medical director of the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Thanks, Michael. And we're very happy also to have Rachel Talercio with us. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Talercio. I am vice chair in the Department of Pulmonary Medicine. I'm also the Institute Experience Officer for the Respiratory Institute and direct our cough clinic at Cleveland Clinic. Well, I'm so happy to have you guys on board to speak about chronic cough because you are both subspecialists. Michael, you're an allergist. Rachel, you're a pulmonologist. And you are receiving chronic cough referrals from the outside. So I guess my first question is, uh, Michael, from where are you getting your referrals? Is it primary care? Is it subspecialists? Is it self-referrals? What's your experience been? So mostly I get it from primary care. Uh, so family practitioners, a lot of nurse practitioners uh, also uh, refer these patients to me. Um, not so much from, from other uh, specialists. So, Peter, my experience is somewhat similar to Michael's. I get a lot of referrals from primary care. I also get referrals from specialist uh, colleagues of mine who are pulmonologists or pulmonologists outside of our healthcare network. And I have a fair number of patients who uh, find us online and are self-referred. And I'm finding that, too, at my cough center. Each year, it seems a higher percentage of patients are coming to me because they found us online Mm -hmm. and not because they were sent over by a physician. The chronic cough patient is a very motivated patient. Um, When we talk about chronic cough, we're always taught to first, when we meet a chronic cough patient, treat the underlying cause, not the cough. And we're taught that the big three underlying reasons for chronic cough are post-nasal drip syndrome, which we now call upper airway cough syndrome, asthma, reflux, um, Rachel, is there any uh, predominant type of patient you're seeing in terms of underlying etiologies or maybe no underlying etiology? So it's, it's a bit of a mix. While I see a lot of refractory and unexplained chronic cough, I also see patients who have much more common reasons for their cough, including asthma and non-asthmatic eosinophilic bronchitis, the latter of which is important in particular because those patients often have normal breathing tests. And so you don't necessarily find, you know, you don't see obstruction on the breathing test. Um, I don't see as much reflex in my clinic. I think there's somewhat of a referral bias there because if they have reflux-induced cough, it often gets better and they don't come to me. Um, So I see uh, some sinus conditions and um, some pulmonary as well. Michael, what kind of profile are you uh, having referred to you? So, so typically, I'm referred to by uh, by NPs and, and family docs uh, to rule out uh, allergy or upper airway cough syndrome as far as the, the cause of their problem. And I would say that's probably the, the vast majority. I also get a fair number where they're concerned that, in fact, it's asthma that may, in fact, be causing their problem. 
and therefore we'll we'll work up that. Um, and in some cases, I will see some patients with GERD, but it's usually pretty much I'm getting that history of GERD and the other things I've been trying to rule out that you've talked about, the upper airway cough syndrome, asthma, I've already ruled them out. And then mm-hmm. I'm uh, then I'm going, well, maybe it is the, the GERD symptoms that the patient is having. So I wonder if both of you are seeing a large majority of patients being referred to by primary care physicians. Um, so I'm curious whether you're finding that the patients are referred to you too early, too late in the process. I guess, in other words, the question is, how much of a workup do you think the primary care physician should do before they refer to a subspecialist like you? What would you say to that, Michael? So I think most of the time I'm not seeing a, a major workup uh, by the uh, primary care doctors, which which I think they, they can, in, in fact, do, especially uh, when we're talking about some of the basic types of things, whether just even uh, a chest X-ray and spirometry. So I do think that there are definitely, this is a condition that, in fact, a lot of the things that we look at uh, can be easily done by a, a primary care physician. Rachel, what are you seeing in Ohio? Yeah, I continue to be surprised by um, what you could describe as the lateness of the referral or the the cycle of multiple specialists that these patients have gone through. It is not uncommon in my clinic, even if they're referred by primary care, that they've already seen allergy and GI and a different pulmonologist. And so they're kind of going through all these different clinics. And to Michael's point, I think sometimes the basic miss up, you know, uh, the basic workup is missed. And, you know, we're looking for the zebra when it's a field of horses, so to speak. So, you know, you really have to go back to the basics and do a very good history, um, the testing that's necessary and determine the cause. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, I run a subspecialty cough center, as do you, and I am surprised and disappointed sometimes at that the fact that even the most basic first steps of the of the workup aren't done until they come to a subspecialty clinic. Um, so I guess the question is, is there a model type of multidisciplinary approach to the chronic cough patients? Um, it's certainly not one size fits all uh, with this group, but um, Michael, what, what's what's the best uh, combination? It's really primary care, then sending over to a subspecialist, I guess, given some sort of clinical suspicion. Yeah, I agree with you, Peter. I think that you need that that person there uh, that, in fact, uh, can you know get that initial history, look for all the, the major causes. And in fact, as we talk about in the chest guidelines, the red flags, and then, you know, do the appropriate testing, whether we talk about upper airway cough syndrome or, or asthma or GERD. And then um, I think then if there's still a question and they think, well, maybe this is upper airway cough syndrome, I'm not sure then, you know, to refer to an allergist or an asthma, mm-hmm. an allergist or a pulmonologist. But I really think the, uh, primary care physician should be the conductor here uh, of that orchestra and then determine, in fact, you know, where that patient goes to uh, after they do uh, their initial workup. Yeah, ideally. Now, Rachel, you actually fairly recently set up yourself the cough center at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, Does that mean that you have within the same building or within close proximity all of the necessary subspecialists? In other words, do you have an ENT, a GI, an allergist who are specifically interested in cough to whom you can promptly refer? 
We do. And we try, you know, under the best case scenario to do a brief interview with the patient before they make the trip, because they're all they're often coming from out of town to see if it makes sense for them to see an additional specialty department, you know, in addition to coming to pulmonary. So we try to determine that ahead of time. And if they're here and based on the evaluation, they need to see GI or ENT or allergy. Fortunately, we do have those clinics even just within the same building and have a fair good access for that. So we we use a multidisciplinary approach. And to Michael's point, it's really important to identify who owns it. <laughs> you know, who's the, who's the captain of the ship? And um, what I worry about and what I see in the care of chronic cough is the kitchen sink approach. So I'm going to do a quick interview and then treat for the big three, upper airway, lower inflammatory airway condition, and reflux, and then just hope that the cough goes away. <laughs> So the key here in that multidisciplinary approach is a detailed history, looking at the appropriate testing, and then determining which empiric treatment trial makes sense. And and move the algorithm along promptly because oftentimes, unfortunately, patients maybe have one step done, then months go by before the next step, and then next thing you know, the cough's gone on for two or three years. Um, We talk a lot about treating with drug trials, but uh, there's also non-pharmacological approaches that can help. For example, I always give my uh, patients a long talk about uh, non-pharmacological anti-reflux strategies. Um, Michael, in that same vein, um, what about the speech-language pathologist's role in the cough treatment team? I think uh, we know that they can be extremely valuable uh, to uh, help these patients where We've diagnosed refractory or unexplained uh, chronic cough. I do think it's important that you have a speech uh, pathologist that, in fact, uh, does understand about chronic cough and understands uh, what these patients are going through and how best uh, that they can, in fact, help these patients. So I do think they're an important partner in these patients that we see with refractory or unexplained chronic cough. Absolutely. I find them invaluable. Well, thank you so much, Rachel Michael, for this uh, very stimulating talk about a very uh, challenging topic, and that is the treatment of the patient with chronic cough. So thank you very much. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.